Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to the BT Powerhouse podcast. It is Monday, February 26th of the year 2018. I am your host, as always, Thomas Bendit, the managing editor of the site and, of course, the host of the podcast. But I come to you on a Big Ten Tournament Monday. It It's finally here. The Big Ten regular season wrapped up yesterday. It's obviously a week earlier than usual due to the... Um, Big Ten tournament being in New York City this year, but yeah, the the regular season is over. We have the bracket now for the Big Ten tournament. A lot of exciting games here on the docket shortly, and frankly, this to me is one of the most intriguing Big Ten tournaments we've had in a long time. There's a lot on the line uh, from top to bottom, and we we could have some absolute blockbuster games here over the coming days but before we get that uh you know i'm not on the last podcast i dove into the fbi stuff i'm not really going to touch on that today i felt like we touched on that in pretty significant depth on the last one so i'm not going to rehash all that until we have some further developments but i do want to dive in briefly on the close of the regular season and then just some initial thoughts on the big 10 tournament and where things may shape up there. So first, the regular season. Um, Some great games over the weekend. On Friday night, you got Indiana-Ohio State, which ended up going to double overtime. Um, On Saturday, uh, not necessarily a great game, but a significant one with Michigan and Maryland. And then on Sunday, you got the Nebraska-Penn State battle and Wisconsin-Michigan State, which went down to the the final minutes there. So the the biggest development of the weekend by far was obviously Michigan State. Again, putting the FBI stuff aside, uh, was Michigan State getting the win at Wisconsin. The Spartans get the program's first Big Ten regular season outright title since 2009. Uh, Earlier in the week, they had already clinched a share of it with a win over Illinois, but Michigan State is your Big Ten champion for the year. They will be the one seed heading into next week. Um, The other game that I I, I thought was significant was obviously Nebraska-Penn State. Penn State loses for the third straight time. Nebraska now moves itself up into uh, that spot as the Big Ten's best bubble hope uh, in the the Big Ten tournament here. and really, the Nittany Lions, uh, personally, you know, barring something weird, some other bubble teams absolutely collapsing down the stretch here, I think the Nittany Lions probably are dead as far as an at-large uh, team, meaning the only way in, they're probably going to have to win the Big Ten tournament just like everybody else. I think the only team in, uh, well, 
let's take a step back. I think four teams have already earned their way in. That would be Michigan State, Ohio State, Purdue, and Michigan. I think all those four teams are in comfortably. Even if they all lose their first game of the Big Ten tournament, I think they will get in no problem. The only team I think that has a shot as an at-large currently is Nebraska. I, I think the Huskers can get in with without winning the Big Ten tournament. However, with regard to Maryland, Penn State, um, Northwest, well, Northwestern's not even close, but really Maryland uh, and Penn State, I think both of those teams at this point probably need to win the Big Ten tournament to get in. I don't think even making it to Sunday and losing there would get them in. I, I think that's just reality for those teams at this point, but... So yeah, Nebraska scores a big win. Um, the one thing I, I did want to touch on just just for a second here, um, I got a lot of pushback. I, I was tweeting a little bit about some of the Big Ten scheduling quirks this season. Um, the, the, I mean, since Maryland and Rutgers have have joined the conference, we all know things are unbalanced. We all know, you know, there are fourteen teams, and you only have eighteen regular season games. Uh, you're just you're not going to get to play everybody twice. You're not going to get to play them all in every venue. It's just reality. But this season, I I thought stood out just because I I felt like Michigan State had a remarkably favorable schedule this season as far as the Big Ten title. Um, and I would say under that, Nebraska had a very favorable schedule as well, which pushed the Huskers up into that four seed. Now. I want to preface this and really this discussion about the scheduling quirks with the point of, you know, all, all things said, it, it doesn't really matter. You know, Michigan State got the banner. They got the Big Ten regular season title. Nobody can take that away. You know, fans can whine about, you know, maybe they played some easier games. They get the title. There's there's no disputing that. They played the games that were in front of them, and they had the best record. That's That's reality. However... You know, for me, I think this is more of a statement of where things are heading for the conference. You know, we know they added two more league games next season, so the Big Ten will have 20 conference games starting next year. But, you know, we we have heard for years that the Big Ten, by far, is the league where the regular season title means the most. And I'm a believer in that. Um, I, I think that really stands up across the country, too. You know, other leagues look more towards the conference tournament as far as who's the quote-unquote champion. And, you know, this is all this all uh, uh, <laughs> depends on your perspective, I guess. But the Big Ten has been a conference where that regular season title just, just means a lot, uh, frankly. And I think over the last couple of years, it, it's starting to lose a little of that value. And, and I'm really not trying to make this just about Michigan State. But I do think it's significant when we, we step back and say, you know, Michigan State won the Big Ten title outright, but they won it by one game. You know, this wasn't a three-game split or something like that. They won it by one game. If they had not had that crazy comeback against Northwestern, they had not held off Wisconsin, they would have had to share the title. That's just reality. But 
The fact that Michigan State didn't have to play at Purdue, they didn't have to play at Nebraska, they didn't have to play at Michigan, and they didn't have to play at Penn State is pretty significant. And again, that's that's not Michigan State's fault. That's just, again, a weird scheduling quirk. But it's reality. Uh, as much as reality is that they won the title, the other part of it is, you know, they avoided the toughest road environments with the exception of the game at Ohio State where they lost. And I, I think that tells a lot. And for me, you know, to put that in a little context, uh, what, what I said is, you know, if we look at, for instance, uh, Michigan in comparison. Now, the Wolverines weren't close to winning the title this year. They were the five seed after all. But, you know, Michigan had to play at Nebraska. They had to play at Purdue. They played Ohio State twice. Michigan State only played them once. And Michigan only played in East Lansing. You know, versus... You know, Michigan didn't get to play at Illinois, which Michigan State did. Uh, they didn't get to play at Rutgers, which Michigan State did. Um, you know, admittedly, you know, Michigan had uh, opportunities. You know, for instance, they blew a game at Northwestern, which they certainly uh, on paper should have won. Uh, but, but you know, it puts it in a little context here when when you look back and say, you know, wow, for instance, a team like Michigan, had they not had to play at Purdue and, for instance, got to play at Illinois, you know, where would they have been sitting on the final day of the regular season? Now, I don't know. It's all hypothetical. But this is something that I, I do think is is starting to become a bigger factor. And maybe the 20-game slate fixes this. But it's something that I think is real, and I, I think people need to keep an eye on more and more going forward. You know, last year, Maryland got a great seed in the Big Ten tournament, largely because they had a really, really manageable schedule. And I, I think that's one of those things where, you know, you have to acknowledge sort of what happened. And it's one of the reasons why, uh, if you actually look at the odds heading into the Big Ten tournament, Purdue has the best odds to win win this conference tournament, which is uh, crazy considering Michigan State was the outright champ. So I, I think that puts it in a little context. But that's my final note on the regular season. I, I don't, again, congrats to the Spartans. You got the banner. You got the rings. Nobody can take that away uh, as far as, you know, for scheduling uh, difficulty or something like that. But so jumping into the Big Ten tournament, a, a couple initial thoughts. You know, if you haven't seen the bracket, uh, it's up everywhere online. Um, I'm not going to go through the entire field, but I just want to go through some of the things I'm thinking about on my initial glance and what I'm looking forward to. The first is, man, uh, that top half of the bracket is stacked. Now, on paper... They're about even. And when I'm referring to the top half of the bracket, I'm referring to the Michigan State-Nebraska portion, not the Penn State-Ohio State portion. But on paper, you know, per Ken Palm, they're, they're relatively close. But I, I think that's really a misleading analysis in this case, and I'll, I'll tell you why. First off, let's, let's look at the top half. And again, I'm looking at uh, the Michigan State-Nebraska side. First off, Michigan State's the champ. Uh, obviously, they're they're rolling. They've won twelve straight. But the four seed, uh, which again per seeding is the second best team on that side. Nebraska's red hot. 
Uh, I want to say they've won seven or eight of, or eight of nine, something along those lines. Their only loss uh, over the last month or so was that boneheaded uh, defeat at Illinois. Um, but then, even if you move beyond those, you know, Michigan has been red hot. They've won, I want to say, four in a row and like seven of eight or something like that. And, you know, an interesting stat about Michigan that I, I was looking at this morning is, you know, if you're if you're a believer in the advanced stats, uh, T-Rank, which is sort of the Pepsi uh, version of Ken Palm's Coke, so to speak, uh, it's very similar. They have a, a, nice, a cool feature where you can set arbitrary cutoffs and say, okay, how have teams played since January 1st or January 15th or, or what have you? And what I did is I went to January 26th, which is literally one month to the date from today and also the day following Michigan's loss at Purdue. And what I found was Michigan is number six nationally in efficiency since that point. So since Michigan lost at Purdue, they are sixth in efficiency, uh, team efficiency. That's just overall productivity since that point. Now, of course, it's a limited uh, sample size here. This isn't the whole season. But if you actually go back to Michigan, since Michigan's game at UCLA, you know, this is an uh, expanded version of the same thing I was just talking about. Michigan's seventh <laughs> nationally. So the Wolverines have been playing really well. They've improved. And I, I think for to be the five seed, uh, that's, that's a very challenging team there. Um, and the other thing is, if you use that same uh, cutoff of January 26th, you know who's the second uh, Big Ten team in terms of team efficiency uh, per T-rank? It's Wisconsin who is uh, also in the top side of the bracket. And they're playing the Terps, who have won two of three as well. So I, I think you have a bunch of hot teams. I think you have teams with a lot on the line. You know, Maryland and Wisconsin are not getting in without winning the Big Ten tournament. Moreover, uh, Michigan's going to be antsy for some revenge against Nebraska. And as we just talked about, Nebraska is a capable team that is probably one or two wins away from making the NCAA tournament. So there's there's just a lot of energy packed into that side. So um, if you can get off work early this week, uh, do it because those Thursday and Friday games, the early games, are going to be awesome. Um, the other things that I'm I'm sort of looking at as far as this bracket is concerned, um, the potential rivalry games. I'm I'm really excited about that. And the first one is uh, Indiana Purdue. If Indiana gets by their first game on Thursday, which they will face the winner of Minnesota Rutgers, uh, which they will obviously be favored in. They're going to face off against Purdue, which would be fantastic and, and certainly add some energy uh, in New York City, you know, a rivalry game like that. And then the other one, you know, I was talking about the top half of the bracket. Well, if Michigan wins their first two games, Michigan State wins, we're going to get a Michigan-Michigan State game on Saturday, which according to the projections, that is uh, the likely outcome right now, which... You know, we all know uh, those are just on paper, but that would be a great game. I mean, we're talking about two teams that are rolling. They dislike each other. Uh, it's going to be fun. So I'm, I'm excited about the potential rivalry matchups here. Um, 
Additionally, too, it's not necessarily a rivalry game, but the potential of Ohio State-Penn State round three really intrigues me. Ohio State has not done great against Penn State this season. And can they get it done in the third uh, matchup? I don't know, but I would... I will definitely be looking forward to tuning in. Um, and then the, la- the last thing here that I wanted to touch on briefly was sort of who I saw as the favorite, who I thought was going to come out on top when all is said and done on Sunday afternoon. And, you know, it's it's an impossible task. We all know. Weird things happen in the Big Ten tournament. Uh, there's twists and turns. At least one team, it seems like every year, at least one team goes on a surprise run. You know, last year it was Michigan. I mean, I don't know how many people would have picked the Wolverines to win the Big Ten tournament. Uh, before that, Penn State had a run a couple years back. Uh, it's been a it's been a rotation. I mean, there's a, usually, but, you know, as I said, bottom of the line, usually someone makes a run. So it's it's always a, a moving target. You know, there's a. It's hard to predict, but you know, how do things look going in? Who should we be watching out for? They're all important questions and really things that I'm thinking about and wondering about here. You know, as we approach tip off of the 2018 Big Ten tournament. So, the big thing I would say is, you know, surprisingly, as I, I actually maybe spilled the beans a little early on this point, but. Purdue has the best odds to win the Big Ten tournament right now. And part of that is because Purdue's really good. You know, the Boilermakers are a top five-ish team, you know, in the polls, in Ken Palm. Basically, every stat out there, they're a top five-ish team. But the other part of it, though, is, is like I said, that top half of the bracket is tough. Uh, it's it's really tough, you know. If if you look at Michigan State, you know if they have to face Wisconsin again, I mean, I know that was a road game for the Spartans last Sunday, but are we like that confident Michigan State's going to make it out of that game? I mean, they're obviously they would be a substantial favorite in that game, but you know I don't think that's a guaranteed win. You know, I would it shock me that much if the Badgers won? I mean, it would be a surprise for sure. But I, I think that game uh, is a lot more even on paper than, than some people would think, you know, given the records of, of both sides. And that's not a shot at MSU. That's more about what I was talking about earlier. You know, Wisconsin has been playing pretty good basketball for the last month or so. They just they haven't been able to get the wins to really show it. And part of that is because, you know, they're losing, uh, you know, tight games. They're losing to good teams, you know that kind of stuff. Uh, but I, w- I would say that's the big reason why why Purdue's favored to win the thing. But the Boilermakers are also favored to make the championship game, and they're, they're, they have the best odds of anyone to make the semifinals, so to get to Saturday. So I, I think Purdue is really the team to watch going in here. They're the favorite. Uh, I really think they have a great shot at making it to Sunday based on the field. Um and we'll see if they can get the job done. You know, they lost to Ohio State earlier in the season. They lost to Michigan State earlier in the season. So obviously, far from a guarantee that Purdue will win the whole thing. But I think they're a team to watch. As far as sleepers, you know, teams that I think people are uh, a little down on. Uh, the first for me, I already talked about them, but I think Wisconsin is one. I understand, you know, they have to play on Thursday. 
and they're going to have a tough matchup against Michigan State on Friday should they beat Maryland. Um, but I think they're a sleeper for the reasons I was just talking about. You know, I think they have uh, have played very well over the last month or so. I think they're playing at a top 20-ish level nationally. I think from an efficiency standpoint, they are arguably one of the best Big Ten teams over the last couple of weeks. Now, again, that's a limited sample size, but hey, you know, they're for a team with a losing record, I think they're a lot more dangerous <laughs> than people think. So I would I think Wisconsin is a sleeper. And another part of that, you know, not to keep ranting about Wisconsin here, but another thing uh, that people shouldn't overlook is the fact that, you know, there's a decent shot Michigan does not make it past Nebraska. You know, the Huskers are a tough matchup for the Wolverines. They beat the Wolverines significantly earlier in the season. Um, in fact, that game was a straight-up blowout in Lincoln, uh, and Michigan would be playing its second game in two days. So I, I think that is definitely a huge question mark. And should Nebraska advance, uh, you know, the Huskers, I don't want to call them a paper tiger or anything like that because I think Nebraska is a really solid team, but they have not been good away from home. And I, I realize I'm I'm sort of talking out of both sides of my mouth here. You know, I'm saying they can beat Michigan, but maybe they're not that good. But, you know, Nebraska has not been good away from home this season. You know, then they would be in the situation where they wouldn't be fresh anymore. Uh, you know, everybody having played, you know, once you get to Friday, or excuse me, uh, once you got to Saturday potentially should Wisconsin get past Michigan State. Uh, so I, I think Wisconsin is the sleeper, but obviously they have a, an uphill battle. Every, all of that said, they have an uphill battle. But moving on from them, another potential sleeper, I think the obvious one is Penn State. You know, they've beaten Ohio State twice this season. They're clearly a tough matchup for the Buckeyes. They have a very winnable game uh, on Thursday, and then they're going to get Ohio State on Friday. Not crazy in the slightest to think Penn State gets to Saturday uh, with a game against likely Purdue. And then at that point, hey, you know, we'll see what happens. But I think Penn State and Wisconsin are, are sort of the sleepers uh, to watch here in, in the field. Um, the other thing, too, is, uh, you know, what happens with these Wednesday teams you know all four of them are clearly way out of the field this year none of them are in NIT contention none of them are certainly in NCAA contention can any of them make some noise here my honest guess is no I think Minnesota clearly is the most dangerous of any of them because they have Nate Mason they have some talented players but I don't think any of them have a have a run on them this year and another part of that too is you know Illinois and Iowa are going to face a Illinois or Iowa, excuse me, are going to face a Michigan team that's been rolling. And um, I think Indiana has slipped under the radar a little bit. I think they've been playing better over the last, again, over the last month or so. So I, I think the Hoosiers will take care of business against Minnesota or Rutgers. But yeah, so th those are the main things I'm thinking about with regard to the this year's Big Ten tournament. Um, stay tuned to the site. We have tons and tons of stuff coming here. I know we've already hit the ground running as far as our coverage this week but check us out check out bt powerhouse on twitter check me out on twitter at t bendit um and we'll see you guys next time thanks